Welcome, welcome to another episode of Hanson Athletics Radio. So today we're going to answer a question while we're driving, so the audio might not be as good as normal, but we're going to answer a question that came through on the Instagram feed. So if you don't engage or follow Hanson Athletics, go ahead and check it out on Instagram. That's where we put a lot of our content, educational videos, and talk about our training, online training programs and remote coaching that we have. So go and engage with, on Instagram with Hanson Athletics. Um, the question that came through was in regards to squat depth. So uh, I don't have it pulled up right now, but the exact question was, you know, what, there's two different camps on, well, there's multiple different camps, but there's two main arguments to um, squatting. So one will be, you know, that full depth ass to grass position is the most important position. Number two is going to be even all the way to the, to the extremes of the knee shouldn't go past the toe and um, squats are going to look a lot different between uh, depending on who's coaching you and what their belief is and what the, and how they base their philosophies. So the question was, which of those is better? Okay. And that's not really the way that we approach it or look at it at Hans Athletics. And that's why I found it very intriguing to answer this question to give you guys an insight into I mean, this is just one example of the way we look at our clients, our athletes, uh, whether they're at the gym or remote, and assess really what they need. And this question has a dynamic answer, not necessarily what you would expect. So um, first and foremost, it's important to start covering, you know, why, why are these, these different opinions and variations of what's the correct way to squat, okay? Um, I want to say real quick, the, the ass to grass probably has become more and more prevalent, um, with the spawn and continuation of CrossFit, which, uh, makes sense because in CrossFit, if you're familiar with it, or you've been to a competition or you've watched it on TV, uh, most people have some exposure to it at this point. CrossFit has a standard for their squat which is necessary so that they can have a rule to judge the squat by to have people compete in the squat. All right, so that is something that is a very valid argument in terms of you have to squat to parallel or below for a CrossFit athlete. If you're a training CrossFit athlete, you need to make modifications, changes based on their body, their anatomy, to allow them to get to the correct standard to actually have their reps count. So in that realm, talking about the squat needs to be astagrass or below parallel uh, to a degree, it's valid and it makes sense, okay? Now, and we agree with that. If if I'm training a CrossFit athlete, if I'm training an Olympic weightlifter, uh, that position is entirely necessary and something they are tested on daily and in competition. So there needs to be an approach to that that allows the athlete to get into those positions and it's important at that point okay another reason let's say let's talk about more of a strength conditioning perspective um i was involved at utah state they they front squatted a lot uh, over the back squat and have a very high emphasis on knee driving over the toe and a very extreme depth position hamstring just imagine the hamstring sitting on the calf that's the ideal 
Uh, we use wedges, we use any kind of heel implementation, weightlifting shoes to be able to get an athlete into that position. So the mindset on that is the athletes are going to be um, in positions on the field that require a knee over toe position. So strengthening that position, opening up the ankle mobility and getting them frequently into that position and lengthening the tendons and strengthening the muscles uh, in that extreme range of motion uh, is necessary and very much so um, can be argued for with athletes, okay? So that's another group of people that could be on that side of the astagrass. Uh, other side, opposite side, you've had some pretty, which I want to just preface this with, we don't agree with the idea that uh, the knees going over the toes is bad for the knee. That's It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, the research shows that it's kind of just a false statement, but getting the knee over the toe is necessary because that's where, that's where we live and breathe in sport and in life, okay? So there's been some camps that are on the opposite side where you might have been told when you squat to not let the knees go over the toes, okay? You are taught to keep those knees uh, behind the toes, pulled back, and it puts you into more of a uh, posterior chain dominant bent over position compared to a more Olympic lifting style upright squat. So, uh, we just, to, again, we don't agree with the knee having to stay behind the toe, uh, but there are some benefits to, you know, training that posterior chain. And, uh, we've seen people squat a lot of weight with that pattern. And typically you'll find power lifters using that position because they can lift more weight like that. Um, so if you're a power lifter, that might be the answer for you. If you're an athlete, you might be in the opposite camp. Now, let's talk about the way that, that we look at it at Hanson Athletics. So first off, it's based on the individual. That's something we are very adamant about and something that we have built our philosophy on is everyone's not going to be the same. And depending on your training goals and what you are training for, our answer to that question is gonna change. There's no concrete answer, there's no right or wrong. Just like most things in life, uh, there's some variation and some further investigating that needs to go on. So, um, that's first and foremost. There's no, we don't belong in one camp on this. We uh, believe that there's multiple answers to this question. So, for example, um, if I am working for an athlete, and this is where Let's just talk about this one first because, you know, lots, a lot, there's a lot of people who don't agree with it. So uh, we believe and teach and try to get almost all our athletes into a toes forward position over time. Okay. The reason for the toes forward position is that's going to be the most advantageous and have the most carryover to a proper sprint pattern and technique. Okay. So if you're an athlete, uh, sprinting kind of really is the ultimate expression of athleticism in our opinion is the ability to run run fast and run well because you're combining all of the primal movement patterns into an expression uh, with the entire body so you're going to be uh, kind of implementing everything we work on in our training and our lifting into one beautiful expression of motion 
So we try to get athletes toes forward. But what this is going to attack is limiting factors. So you're going to have an athlete that uh, this is a challenging position and the depth is going to be very, very, very hard to get to a full range of motion squat. It's very rare that you find anyone that uh, at first can maintain a, or get a full range of motion and depth squat with bilateral squat with their toes forward, okay? Because we are attacking ankle range of motion, we are attacking all types of limitations uh, in the body by demanding it to do that. But it's imperative if you wanna have carryover to your sprint. So, you'll see some athletes on our videos not squatting ass to grass. And what they are doing is squatting to the depth that they individually can reach with a set of standards and specific uh, instruction on how to perform that squat for maximum carryover. So it'll look different. We have some athletes that can get to parallel. We have some athletes that actually can get a full range of motion squat. And we have athletes that are well above a uh, even parallel squat, but they every day they come in and they squat. They are attacking those ankles and those limiting factors and making improvements towards that position. Now, let's sidetrack a little bit. I do think it's important, like I highlighted with the knee over toe camp, to get that knee into those extreme ranges of motion, work on lengthening the tendons and strengthening the muscles in the knee. So we do get into those positions in our unilateral work because it's a little easier with one leg range of motion wise. So uh, our Bulgarian split squats, our walking lunges, our um, anything you can think of that is a single leg motion we have days that we are pushing that range of motion and getting as deep and deep as we can because we view it as uh, that's an area that we can attack that and still get strength in those positions without necessarily saying it has to happen in the back squat. So you've got to look at these movements uh, as tools, as a tool set to improve movement. So your actual movement, there's no right or wrong or what movement is necessarily always better. Uh, there's opportunities to use different tools all the time to improve your movement. So you choose your movements based on what you're trying to improve movement-wise. So we still get people into those positions uh, unilaterally and use that back squat more as to challenge posture and position, work on limiting, uh, limiting factors, improve range of motion, and also get axial loading. So that's loading the spine, okay? When you overload the spine, the back squat is one of the most efficient and best movements to load the entire body, the trunk, the legs, uh, the upper body, the upper back, with a load, with your spine, with a load, which, which, will which will get your brain to say, hey, in layman's terms, your brain's gonna say, hey, we need to grow because we are holding more weight on our back than we should be, okay? so that is going to stimulate growth. So the back squat is a great tool to build muscle and to stimulate growth. So that's an excellent way to look at that. So we think it's really important to look at with every aspect of movement, training, performance, you have to look at the set principle and the specificity of what you're trying to achieve with each athlete, uh, where they're at and any flaws, you know, any movement patterning issues that they have, because it's going to be there's similarities between a lot of people, but there's differences too. So 
that's just an insight into how we kind of look at that and how there's not a right or wrong answer for that question, which really drives a lot of people crazy because they want to just pick a side and say that's what they believe. But I think if you can look at it from that 10,000 foot view on, it's just a tool. It's not the end all be all, especially for anybody that's not actually competing in a squat. So uh, if you're not a CrossFit athlete, if you're not an Olympic weightlifter, then necessarily squatting acid grasp is probably not the best option for you if you're sacrificing other positions and other uh, movement patterning that would actually have carryover to your sport. So it's important to approach it from that way. So if you guys have any further questions, it's super simple. Uh, you can just drop us a question on Instagram. You can uh, dive, well, if you want me to dive deeper into this, just send them all over on Instagram, or there's actually a link to call in a question for the podcast. So check out the show notes, drop a question if you'd like, get on Instagram. Please take time to review this show. Um, if you feel like we're helping you out, leave us a review. We'd love to help grow the show and be more consistent with it. So uh, leave us a five-star review engage with us on social media and let us know how we can help you. We are here to help. Our coaches are ready to assist. And if you are interested in our training programs and remote coaching, uh, let us know. We really care a lot. Our coaches care a ton, spend way too much time. Uh, well, not too much time, but they spend a lot of time compared to the industry on taking care of their clients. So handsathletics.com. If you want or are interested in learning more about that service and I uh, hope you guys have a great night. I'm filming this right before the new year. 2021 is going to be kick-ass, and I'm excited for the opportunity to live another day and live another year. So have a great night, guys, and again, thank you for engaging with Hanson Athletics Radio.